With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Smells like football, baby. <laughs> What up, guys? Welcome back to the Fantasy Football Smackdown. I'm your host, Kyle August. You can follow me on Twitter at KyleMonth8. It's good to be back here. It is Tuesday, October 12th. We're heading into week six. It's good to be back here on the podcast. Uh, appreciate big shout-out to Dallas for covering start and set for me last week here on Thursday, 7 p.m. Eastern time every week, folks. But uh, shout-out to Dallas for covering me this week. And then I apologize, did not get a waiver wire sniping video up uh, was on the road, thought I'd be able to, and was not. So if you follow me on Twitter, I did post a thread over there. So again, it's important if you follow me on Twitter, get updates about the show as well. But uh, back in the saddle, looking forward to breaking down this week's waiver wire ads. So let's just jump right into that. I'm going to pull it up here. If you're watching on YouTube, uh, you'll be able to see all these ownership percentages and uh, rankings. Uh here on the video edition of the show. So if you're listening on the podcast, appreciate you subscribing. If you got time, drop a review. But if you're not already, make sure you're checking out the YouTube channel. If not for this show, uh, 7 p.m. Eastern time, live starts sit every Thursday night here on the Fantasy Football Smackdown. Uh, Wave of Wire sniping every Saturday, YouTube only. So tons of great opportunities for you guys to check out the YouTube content as well. So uh, let's first off touch. This is the first week of the NFL season with bye weeks. So teams on bye in week six, you have the two teams that played in London in week five, you have Falcons and the jets. And then you also have the saints and the 49ers on bye this week. So, uh, make sure that you're accounting for those teams. Uh, obviously you got some quarterbacks that not a ton of quarterbacks that, uh, you were probably starting on a weekly basis. Um, but we got to find some fill-ins there for potentially some of these wide receivers and running backs that are on by this week. So again, Falcons, Saints, Jets, and 49ers are on by this week. Let's move into the top three, regardless of position uh, for week six. And I'll be honest with you, this isn't a this isn't a great waiver wire. I think last week we had a ton of great options. This week there are some good options. Um, not a bunch of wide receivers, which I think maybe makes this feel a little bit light. But uh, my top three ads for the second week in a row are all running backs. Uh, Daryl Williams is at the top of my list. Uh, Devontae Booker comes at a number two. I've seen a lot of early waiver wire stuff, and they have Booker one, Williams either two or even lower. With uh, CEH out for multiple weeks here, uh, by the time you guys listen to this too, like keep an eye on that status. The, the NFL IR rules have definitely helped fantasy owners this last year and this year uh, that uh, if, when they, these teams put guys on IR, it's just you know they're out at least three weeks. You can kind of judge a little bit better how much you'll be able to count on their fill-in guys. You know, you look at somebody like uh, Chris McCaffrey was not placed on IR, hopefully going to be back earlier in three weeks. Somebody like uh, Dave Montgomery last week was placed on IR, so you could feel like Damian Williams was a better spend than maybe Hubbard was the week before. So keep an eye on that status. 
uh, for both CEH and Saquon Barkley. But I'm going to roll with Darrell Williams. This really just comes down to, for me, the reason I would prefer him is just the better offense. Booker was somebody that was the handcuff. He, and he was even inact, healthy scratch inactive earlier this season. Uh, so I don't really have a lot of faith in the Giants, but I really don't have a lot of faith in Devontae Booker. And he has a tough matchup right out of the gate against the Rams uh, in week six compared to Daryl Williams playing Washington. Uh, number three on this list is Alex Collins. Keep an eye on that. Chris Carson news. They played on Thursday nights. The Seahawks did. Collins saw all the work. Uh, so if Carson is out again, I think Collins would jump to the top of this list if we knew he was out. Uh, you know, last time we saw Carson on the field, they were split in time. So I think Carson is definitely a guy that should be more than 37% owned right now. So top three, regardless of position, Daryl Williams, Devontae Booker, and Alex Collins. All right, moving on to the quarterbacks. Before we dive into these guys, you may notice my voice is a little off. I apologize for that. Uh, was lucky enough to go to the White Sox uh, game three in Chicago uh, on Sunday night, and needless to say, my voice is a little shot. So hopefully it'll be better by Thursday when I'm back on with you guys. But, man, it was, uh, it was a good weekend all around, so hopefully you guys had a successful fantasy weekend. Uh, but let's talk QB streamers. Like I said, with the teams on by this week, you're, you know, there could be more teams in your league that are looking at these players. So a waiver wire sniping is so important uh, because if you're looking at, you know, the team that was maybe starting Trey Lance uh, this week as a streamer, maybe he's been rolling Matt Ryan in deeper leagues. Um, there could be more guys in your league trying to add these quarterbacks than usual. But uh, my threshold on the show is always 50%. If it's 50 or under, they make the list. And that's uh, applies here for Mr. Trevor Lawrence. The dude's been running, getting some rushing touchdowns as of late, building up that fancy production. And he gets the helpless Miami Dolphins, uh, technically a home game, but it's in London. Uh, another London game this week in week six. Lawrence is 50% owned. He's my top streamer uh, heading into week six. Number two on this list is Taylor Heineke. He gets the Kansas City Chiefs. He's coming off a disappointing game. This is his first game uh, in the last month that was under 20 fantasy points, and Kansas City has given up the second most fantasy points to quarterbacks on the season. Now, they've played some good ones, but I think Heineke can be a fine streamer for you this week. Uh, he's 16% owned. Carson Wentz actually currently playing right now. They're at halftime as of recording this on Monday Night Football. Carson Wentz gets the Houston Texans at home. 14% owned is Carson Wentz. He would be number three on this list for quarterback streamers. Number four, Mac Jones. He gets the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, Jones only has five passing touchdowns on the season. Obviously, he's not a rusher. But every quarterback uh, prior to week five that's faced the Dallas Cowboys defense has at least 300 passing yards. And obviously, the Giants uh, we'll never really know due to the Daniel Jones injury. He was definitely not on pace for those big numbers, but I think Mac Jones, you know, you could do worse than him, but I obviously would want to hope that Lawrence or Heineke was on your waiver wire. And number five, literally just because there's nobody else, Jacoby Brissett at Jacksonville. Um, he's 3% owned. It, not, not a lot of real positive things to say about it. If you got to roll with Brissett, but if uh, I got to get to five here, that's how I'll rank them. So Lawrence, number one at 50% owned. Heineke at number two, 16% owned. Wentz at Houston, 14% owned. Mac Jones and then Jacoby Brissett round out the top five streaming quarterbacks for this week that are available on the waiver wire. A couple stash options. Jameis Winston, uh, his and his, I have the hardest. I've, I have him in a couple leagues. I keep benching him in the wrong spots. He's really tough. The past attempts have been low. We saw Taysom Hill get uh, have a concussion in week five, and now the Saints are heading into a bye week, so we're not really going to hear much. But Jameis... Still playing good not to keep that job holding on to it. And his next four weeks coming off the buyer, pretty solid. At Seattle, 
Tampa and Atlanta at home and then at Tennessee. So if you are streaming and you're having to roll any of the like Wentz or Jones Brissett group and Jameis Winston is for whatever reason either out there or been dropped is dropped. Um, he's a guy that you maybe even be able to sneak through another week since the Saints are heading into a bye week. But I think I'm going to have a, a decent amount of faith in Jameis over the next month coming off the bye. And that team should be getting a little healthier with Michael Thomas not too far away as well. He's been doing this with just a cast of characters. So uh, I like Jameis as a, as a serious stash candidate. And I put Ryan Fitzpatrick on here. There's word that he could be back sooner rather than later. If you're in super flex leagues, that's the only spot where I would just double check to see if he was maybe dropped and someone was trying to stash him on the wire. All right, running backs. I already talked about these top three guys at the top, but to expand a little more, I got Daryl Williams, Devontae Booker, Alex Collins. Obviously, the injuries with CEH and Saquon Barkley could be big for these guys. Williams is the guy that was still seeing a decent amount of work even before the CEH injury, so I think he'll be the lead back there. Booker, again, is just somebody that I don't necessarily trust on a fantasy perspective. I don't even think he's like a Hubbard situation where it's kind of like a plug-and-play. He's got a tough matchup in Week 6. So he's worth a stash. If anything, he's kind of, for me, he's kind of like the I'm playing keep away um, just in case I'm wrong. And then Alex Collins, who if I knew Carson was going to be out even another week or two, he'd be at the top of this list for me because I think he's he's the best running back. He's in the best situation as far as, far as having the job to himself if he was the guy. Car- Collins is 37% owned and should be owned in more leagues. Number four on this list for me is D- J.D. McKissick. Uh, didn't have a great fantasy day in week five. Gibson had the two rushing touchdowns, but – McKissick and the Washington football team will be going up against Kansas City in week six. McKissick's 45% owned, and the game script should be one that McKissick is involved. So I'm okay jumping back on that bandwagon um, after having a disappointing week. Number five, Khalil Herbert, running back for the Chicago Bears. He's got Green Bay this week. He's 19% owned. He played three more snaps uh, than Damian Williams, had two more carries, didn't have any targets. So it seems like Williams will have the passing down role, but. I expect this to be like a 60-40 split with Damian Williams going forward, if not 50-50. So Herbert should definitely be owned in more leagues, only 19% owned. Some deeper league ads, Jarek McKinnon, 1% owned. If CEH is out for three, four weeks, McKinnon is going to see the passing downs work. He was playing more even before CEH went down on Sunday night. So he's a guy that you need to add in some deeper leagues. I know we've been here before, but if it's in a deep league, he probably should be somewhere closer to you know 5 to 8% owned. Uh, and then Jarek uh patterson the running back for the washington football team it came out that gibson had a stress fracture in the shin now he, and then he lays a big fantasy day down uh but patterson saw a few more carries than he's usually seen and this is a guy that i'm just stashing he's definitely one of those handcuff type running backs that you know is again readily available anywhere only two percent owned all right wide receivers usually this is where we can bring it all back man the waiver wire gets real strong usually once you hit the receivers but this week not so much of course, my boy Tim Patrick's at the top of the list. I talk about him on every damn show. At this point, I should just I should be buying myself a Tim Patrick jersey, I feel like, because I don't I, I hype this guy up all the time. And I know he's not gonna be a league winner for you, but the dude hit again a solid game in week five. He now has 12 or more fantasy points and half PPR in four of his five games. Yes, Jerry Judy will be back, but for now, Tim Patrick's definitely a usable guy. And as we get to the bye weeks, you're going to be looking for these types of players that you need to have on your roster. So Tim Patrick, 31% owned, gets the Raiders at home this Sunday. Rondell Moore comes in at number two. He's 40% owned. He gets the Browns this week. I think this is a longer-term play. He had six targets. We've seen him get a decent target share a couple times this year. That in week five, those six targets were second on the team. 
And with Max Williams going down, there could be more targets to go around in this offense. They could be rolling more uh, four wide receiver sets, and Moore's already been finding his way on the field a little more. See what I did there? All right, number three on this list is Hunter Renfro. Uh, lots going on, obviously, in Vegas. Uh, but he has six targets in every single game. That'll continue. He's he's Tim Patrick light. You know, if you're, if you're PPR, you can go with Renfro. Uh, if you're if you're half PPR, I'd go with Patrick. But Renfro is 45% owned. He's at number three on this list for me. Kadarius Tony is at number four, 18% owned. He may be a little bit, he might even be over Renfro if I knew he was healthy, but he was dealing with an injury right now, as is, it seems like everybody on this Giants team. So minor that situation. Tony's a guy that should be owned in much more leagues than 18%. And number five on this list is Amon Ra St. Brown, the wide receiver, rookie wide receiver for the Detroit Lions. He's 3% owned, eight targets in back-to-back games. The, this Lions team has to throw a lot. It just seems that they don't throw consistently to pretty much anyone. Every time you think you have your finger on it, it changes. We've seen it with Cephas and Khalif Raymond, and now St. Brown is looking like he could be uh, a guy there for the Lions. This is a team that's going to have negative game script a lot. We know that. Um, but he, you know, again, this is, it's a little light on the wide receivers this week, but St. Brown would be a guy that I would take a look at being only 3% on. He might not be on people's radar, but I'm okay. Taking a stab at this kid. So again, Tim Patrick, Rondell Moore, Hunter Renfro, Kadarius, Tony and St. Brown would just mention like, watch out on that Tony injury. And then I got one deeper league ad at the wide receiver position. Uh, Curtis Samuel is hurt again. Uh, so Adam Humphreys, uh, 1% on again, a matchup where they should have to throw the ball quite a bit against the St. Kansas City Chiefs in week six. So I'll go with Adam Humphreys. Uh, he had five targets this last week. Again, he's available everywhere. So if you're in deeper, deeper t- PPR leagues, I would take a look at Adam Humphreys. All right, uh, we're going with the tight ends now. We got Hunter Henry. I don't even know if I've talked about him really on this show because I was expecting still is going to be a split, going to be a split. Well, he's proven to be the tight end to own for the New England Patriots. Uh, back-to-back weeks with touchdowns, eight targets last week, and John U. Smith is pretty much a non-factor. So I'm going to roll with Hunter Henry as the top ad, 46% owned, and the Patriots are going to Dallas in week six. Number three on this list is Evan Ingram still for me. A lot of injuries to that receiving core. Uh, you know, he saw a handful of targets last week, gets the Rams, 33% owned. Don't love it, but I think he's an, a, a safer option um, from the guys that are available. Number three on this list for me is Dan Arnold. The, I had a tough decision between uh, Ingram or Arnold, to be honest with you. Uh, but I still give Ingram the, the slight edge just because of everyone going down in New York for the Giants. But Arnold, uh, he's been on the Jags for a couple weeks now, uh, and he, he seemed to work his way into that offense with eight targets, six receptions for 64 yards last week. Actually led the team in targets. Uh, and with uh, Chark obviously put on IR, there there's just a lot to go around there. So I think Arnold, 4% owned, could be a guy that you take a look at. Now, I believe Jacksonville is going to be on bye after their London trip. I'm going to double check that for you guys real quick because I'm pulling that up. But uh, So this might just be a one-week play as far as a streamer go. I doubt you're going to roster Arnold through the bye, and that's true. They do have a week seven bye. So uh could just be a one-week play for Dan Arnold. Ricky Seals-Jones comes in at number four. Uh, if you listen to the Fantasy Football Fellas, my old prior show, I, remember I was talking about this guy so long ago, and it was always just a joke about Ricky Seals-Jones. Uh, but he had nine targets on Sunday, five receptions for 41 yards. And with Logan Thomas on IR, you know you got at least two more games where RSJ is going to be the primary tight end for the Washington football team. And number five, if you want to chase the points, David Njoku, over 100 yards, uh, 3% owned. He gets the Cardinals. I'm not really trusting that, but 
I'd rather have Arnold or RSJ um, if you're streaming tight ends. All right, DST streamers real quick. Colts at Houston, 47% owned. Chase that rookie QB. Number two, Packers at home against the Bears, 25% owned. Chase that rookie QB. It's been really disappointing for Justin Fields on the fantasy front. Um, and I, So I think those two are your best options. Again, Colts, 47% owned at home against the Texans. Packers, 25% owned at home against the Bears. If you need a third one, I go with the Bengals. Uh, their, their defensive unit's actually been pretty decent this year. This year. The Detroit offense, while uh, has just given up, I believe, eight sacks the last two weeks. Bengals are 9% available right now over on Yahoo. So with that, uh, that wraps up the waiver wire heading into week six. I appreciate you guys checking out this show. Again, if you're not already subscribed, wherever you're listening to this, be sure to do that. If you're not already subscribed over on YouTube, you need to correct that right now. And uh, tune back in tomorrow. Memphis will be back with the War Zone on Wednesday night, like always. And I will be back here with the Fantasy Football Smackdown. Start, sit for week six, live, 7 p.m. Eastern time on YouTube. So make sure you're following me on Twitter, at Kyle Month 8. And uh, check out that link on Thursday. Come hang out with us. Bring your questions. We'll get them answered and uh, keep the train moving. So until then, you guys take it easy. Stay safe. Later.